Guys, we just recently launched a daily mindset podcast. I believe the number one determining factor over having a life of growth and surplus abundance and momentum is actually the way that you think every single day for three to four minutes. Let me start your day by teaching you how world-class producers, the sharpest, brightest, highest income, most influential people in the world think, and they think about their money, their lives, their influence, problems, setbacks, and everything in between. This is a fascinating daily podcast, and it's going to be really, really quick. And it's really, you think about it like a vitamin or a supplement for you to take every single morning. Look, everybody takes supplements and vitamins for their, for their physical health, but even more importantly is your mental health and your mental toughness and the way you think about moving forward. It's dailymindmedicine.com is the URL. It's absolutely free. Go subscribe, leave a review, dailymindmedicine.com. I'll see you over there. You're listening to The Traffic and Funnels Show. So today, our session is all about audience attraction. Well, a lot of people out there in the market are saying, hey, let's focus on client attraction. We got to get the next client. For me, I'm like, if I'm going to spend time and effort and money and all that stuff doing marketing anyway, why not expect more of my marketing so I can tap into an audience versus a single client? Does that sound good for anybody? Raise, raise your virtual hand here on Zoom. Drop a quick comment in the chat. If that sounds good, well, let's dive in. It's all about how to dominate your market by tapping into existing existing audiences of your ideal clients. So let's dive right in. I'm Alex, first of all. I'm the Client Success Director here at Traffic and Funnels, but I am also known as the Fampreneur Mentor because my goal in life, my mission in life and business is to help family-oriented entrepreneurs develop thriving, growing, successful businesses without ever sacrificing their family life. That's a little bit about me and what I do. So if you want to connect with me, you can find me on IG, you can find me on YouTube, all the different things at alexnavas.com. That's all I got to say about myself. Let's dive right in. And in order for you to get the right frame of, of mind of where we're going here, I felt that I wanted to share this quote with you, which is from Lucille Ball. If you know who Lucille Ball is, drop it in the comments. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of interaction here. So I have the chat right in front of me, the presentation right on the side, but I am looking at you. I'm looking at what you're saying and all that stuff because that's really important to me. Yes, I love Lucy, exactly. I'm a real ham. I love an audience. I work better with an audience. I'm dead, in fact, without one. And it's really interesting to me because without an audience, our business kind of is dead, right? We work better with clients. We're better with an audience. We work better when we're serving people, right? Because we can have an amazing idea, an amazing offer, amazing marketing, all the assets in the world, the biggest team, best team, all that stuff. But if we have no one to serve, we are very busy doing nothing. So that's why I wanted to start with this quote because it's so important to me. And so what we're going to talk about, what we're going to explore today in this session is the opportunity hiding right under your nose. So what is this opportunity? Well, you already have everything you need to tap into the existing audience. Some of you may not do that because of certain beliefs that you have. And we'll address that. And again, I'll be looking at the chat and the, and the questions, that kind of thing. But you might not already be tapping into audiences because of certain belief that you have. A belief about your audience, number one. A belief about other influencers 
in your market, number two, and a belief, which is probably the deadliest, is the belief that you have about yourself. So we're going to dive into that and I'll share with you why you already have everything you need to tap into this existing audience. Those audiences right now are being underserved with the choices they think they have. How do I know that? Because a lot of your customers, a lot of your clients have already gone and they've tried different things. You know, I'll give you an example. I work from home, right? And so health and fitness and all that stuff is important to me, right? And so here you have a yoga ball. I have some weights hiding over there on the corner. I have the stuff. If I got to, if I got to admit something, it's that I'm still slightly overweight. In other words, I'm not, I'm not at the weight that I want to be. You see me moving around because it's late afternoon, had lunch. So I'm moving around a lot and I encourage you to do, do the same, but I've already tried things. I have books on my bookshelf over here about weight and about fitness and about health. I have yoga balls. I have instruments. I have weights here, right? I have bands. I have all these different things. I've tried it and yet I'm still being underserved. Why? Because I have not hit that target that I want. What's the same in your market? Whether that market is the health market, fitness, whether that's your market, or if it's business, or if you're doing ads for people, if you're running SEO, or you can have something totally different. Maybe you work with moms, or you focus on relationships, or maybe you are a dating coach. No matter what it is, your audience is underserved right now because they don't have you yet. And so isn't it time for you to get in front of the audience that is already existing, that is hungry for what you offer, and that's underserved? You're the solution for them. See, the right people will open the doors to their audience if you have the right approach. And that's what we're going to talk about here. So I'll tell you how we're going to do this, but I'm going to ask you something. There's, there's, it's got to be a two-way relationship, right? We've been pouring into you, but we expect something in return. Here's what we expect. Don't just let this information simply take up storage in your mind, right? You're acquiring information. You're acquiring knowledge. That's, what, that's why this image is there, right? She's in a library. There's a lot of information in front of her. But guess what? That will not take any effect in her business unless it's applied knowledge. That's where wisdom comes in. It's not the pursuit of knowledge, but it's applied knowledge. That's what turns to wisdom. So you must take action on that, not just simply accumulate information. You must commit to taking action on this so you can have a return on the investment in you. We've invested in you. How do you generate a, re uh, a return? How do we get a return out of this? Because you take an action, you changing your life, you helping more people, you serving your audience. That's where the return comes from. And execute, executing this will allow you to experience more income, more influence and impact. And that's something we talked about in the last session in two sessions ago with Exodus Road, for example, is a way to make an impact. So let's talk about this concept and then we're gonna get into how to actually do that. What is audience attraction anyway? Well, so I'm gonna give you two images here so that you can see the difference. Because what I believe, what I've seen, I've been marketing, I've had businesses for 19 years in total. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Give you a throwback. I'm going to show you some of my first online businesses. They were back in 2000. I think I looked at the dates, 2005, 2006. You're going to see them and you're like, whoa, marketing was done very differently back then. And I'll show you those in a moment. But this concept of audience attraction came to me because when my, I was in my first business back in 2001, I was in the mortgage industry 
And I remember my marketing training, my client acquisition training at the time was the owner of that mortgage company that said, you know what, here's how to find, you look so once, started at 13, exactly 10. That's actually 12. I, was, I wasn't even 13 yet. But yeah, this was in 2001. Married in 2000. And then 2001, I started my business. So I've been basically married to my wife and my business for roughly the same amount of time. So he said, here's, here's a book. It's called The Yellow Pages. Some of you may not know what this thing is, but it's called The Yellow Pages. And that, that Yellow Pages was basically a director. And he said, here's all the stuff that you'll need. Yeah, Christina, you're like, I love more. Absolutely, that's your business. I was doing it way back then. And so he's like, here's your Yellow Pages. Here's all the leads that you'll ever need. So I'm like, all right, I guess if this is what you're telling me to do, I'll, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know this stuff yet. So I'll learn it from you. So I'm just cold calling people, cold calling, cold calling, cold calling. So what, what, what was happening right there? I'm looking for one mortgage client at a time, right? Limited input creates limited output. I'm making a call. I expect somebody to, re, to return that call. And now I'm on a one-on-one -on -one basis. But when is the last time you saw Apple, for example, market one-on-one? -on -one? When's the last time you got a cold call from Apple? Anyone in the chat? Let me know. When's the last time Apple called you? When is the last time, for example, that Tesla called? Yeah, only for support. Exactly. Only scammers. Tumbleweeds. Yeah, they don't, they don't market that way. Two weeks ago, Verizon. Okay. So that's Verizon, but that's not Apple, right? Or Tesla. Or when did NASA last call you? Unless it was a scam. They haven't ever. Why? Because that's not how they conduct their business. Because they understand this principle that if I market to the masses, I get a bigger result out of my time and money spent. I'm actually BFFs with Elon. So we chat week. There you go, Renee. Absolutely, Renee. I know you are highly influential. So I don't doubt that, Renee. She says she's BFFs with Elon. So what they don't do is they understand, they understand the game that I have to speak to the masses and then get the masses moving in my direction. For, for a lot of us, we're still doing a lot of this one-on-one. -on -one. So it's limited input to get limited output. We're still at the level of one-on-one. -on -one. And so what I'm proposing in this audience attraction is leverage income or leverage input creates leverage output. If I could get in front of an audience of 100 people, in fact, right now I see 128 on this call. Do I have better chances in this next 90 minutes? Let's say I had something for sale. Do I have better chances in the next 90 minutes to sell something, to lead somebody to a next step with me with 127 people that I have the potential to influence in 90 minutes versus one person? Absolutely, right? And so for me, I'm looking for where's the leverage? How do I get more? How do I maximize? How do I get everything? Optimize my, my time because we're all busy here. We are all super busy. We got a lot going on, all that stuff. Now, we've just been given this gift called time. So yes, we're busy, but we also have this thing called time because we can't go to the movies. We can't, can't go to amusement parks. We're not traveling anymore. We've been given that, right? And I'm just speaking to time. The circumstances is not where the blessing is. It's the result, some of the results, right? So for me, audience attraction is all about leverage input to create leverage output. And, and that I learned in the mortgage industry. Now, though I started with the yellow pages, 
here's the shift that happened. I was like, you know what? This is really hard. This is really, I'm spending a lot of time, a lot of effort. I'm trying to find my next mortgage client, my next home buyer, the next person that wants to refinance. Okay, cool. I'm getting good at marketing. They're starting to come to me, but it's still one at a time. One at a time. I send a postcard. I do this workshop. I'm teaching on credit repair, like all these different methods to start getting people. Okay, cool. Getting better and better. And then I realized it hit me probably about four or five years in. No, I would say maybe three years in. And uh, Rudy is on this call. Rudy is one of our coaches, our latest elite coaches started three weeks ago. Rudy and I know each other from back in those days. So he's been on this path with me and he, he has a similar method because we learned it together. We developed it together. So at the time I was like, yellow pages, no thank you. Cold calling, I'm good. No thank you. So what I wanted to do is, hmm, let's think about this for a moment. Instead of just doing, 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 and then expecting a different result, even though I'm doing the same old thing, let me do something a little bit differently. Let me think, okay, who has access to the people that need a mortgage? Who already serves these people in a way that doesn't compete with what I do and that I don't compete with what they do? Okay, cool. I see that. And so what I de- what we developed is a strategic alliance referral system, and I became the center of that. In other words, here's what would happen. person would come to my business. They'd want a mortgage. I'm like, okay, great. Hey, I'm not just, a, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to get into this in, in one of the phases here. And you'll see, we break it down into four steps here. One of them is finding your magic spot, finding In other words, positioning yourself uniquely from everyone else. So while everybody else in the mortgage business was saying, hey, here's my interest rate and all that stuff, I was like, I don't want to play that game. I want to play a different game. I want to get out of the commodity game and into the experience game. It's a game changer, especially for us that we charge higher. We're not going to charge higher. And we always have to prove our value if we're charging higher for the same thing that they're used to getting as a commodity. We have not created the differentiation. So why would anyone pay higher for a commodity? Mortgage is a commodity. I want the lowest rates, lowest fees, lowest closing costs. The moment I removed myself from that game and said, no, this is an experience of you can't compare this to any other mortgage person out there. I'm playing a different game. Because when they called me and said, hey, you know what? Uh, great, to, great, to, you know, great to talk to you. What I'm interested in, what is your interest rate? And here's, my, here's what I said. I said, you know what? I find it very unprofessional when people tell you the interest rate on, on the phone because they don't understand your, your goals. They don't understand your financial status. They don't know where you're going with your investments in this house or other things you're doing. And so I find it being malpractice. Be careful when you do that. But here's what we can do. Why don't we schedule a call? You come into my office at the time. And I had a physical office. You come into the fire or into my office. And I want to give you a financial analysis and give you the right financial, the wealth building team, because this is just one of the important factors for you to generate wealth. And they're like, I want in. So my fees were always high because I'm not playing the mortgage game. I'm not playing the interest game. So I'm like, okay, good. Now I got my unique positioning. Great. Now I need an audience, right? Because I don't want to do this one-on-one thing. I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that game. I'm going to put, I'm going to do business on my terms, not how it's been done, how I want to do it, right? And so that when you ask that question, what does this business that I'm building look like on my terms? For me, it's like, I want to make sure that I'm doing marketing in a leveraged way. That is my terms. 
because I can either spend 10 hours talking to 10 people or 10 hours influencing thousands. And that's what I decided to do. So three or four years into my mortgage business. Now, my business was a mortgage company, right? That's what I did. But I, again, I didn't want to play that game. So what I decided to do was, hmm, why don't I start doing, because I'm really good at marketing. Even back then, I, I made a lot of mistakes, got really good at it. I'm like, I'm going to have weekly workshops for real estate agents. They have my audience. For financial advisors, they have my audience. For tax pro professionals, CPAs, they have my audience. They see people's financial situation. I'm going to train them how to better market themselves so that they can get more business. And because I've sold into them, they're going to send me the referrals. So I never had to look for a single deal. Once I employed this. I wasn't ever worried about where am I going to get deals because I am influencing the influencer. So Renee said, and it was, it's, it, it was kind of by accident. I didn't do it on purpose, but it fits really well. Renee introed me as I am a leader of leaders. And now I go back and I'm like, whoa, actually this started back in 2004 because I was leading these other professionals to build their businesses. And in the overflow that was created by what I'm giving them, they're going to send that business right back to me. Does that make sense, guys? That is Drop so good. And we got a lot to cover, so I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. And sometimes you can't stop me, but I will be. I'll make sure that I'm stopping every now and then. What can you apply? Now, we're just getting started. This is literally like slide three or four. We got about 57 of them. <laughs> so I'll go. Certain ones will go pretty quickly. But what I want to know, again, I have an expectation of you. And that expectation is what are you going to apply? What are you going to do in your business? That's what I want to know. Because if we're going to pour into you, I expect a return. The return is you having breakthroughs. The return is you changing your life. The return is you changing your business. And the effects of that is you change other people's lives. That's the return I'm expecting. So type in the chat, what are you going to apply so far? There's more to come, right? So does that make sense? Do you get the concept of what audience attraction is? Ultimately, it's about positioning yourself, not for your next client, for an audience of them create more leverage influence the influencers i will make a list of people who have access to my audience and find a way to serve them i'm going to show you that phil i'm going to get right into that i love that action i'm going to show you exactly how to do that how i've done it how i recommend to do it there's some shifts i would do things that i did before a little differently now and it's easier than ever so we're going to dive into that so when you unlock this superpower your shortcut you shortcut your path to build your own audience and authority. You become an influencer by association. You create massive credibility by borrowing others' credibility ethically. I don't need to steal anybody's audience. They literally say, here you are, Alex. And I'm like, awesome. There you go, Christina, advisor to the advisor. I'm going after, yes, they, they know your audience, Christina. How do I know that? Because I serve them as well. So audience attraction, here are, here's the four-step formula. Four-step formula is this, people, position, presentation, and then persuasion. People, position, presentation, persuasion. Do me a favor, type that in the chat so that you can reference it later, because what will happen, and I've seen this in some of the other sessions, we're at step two or three, and you're like, wait, what was step one? So get in the practice of writing this stuff down, screenshot if you need to, whatever the case is. Again, this is for you. So I want you to make, get the most out of this. People, position, presentation, persuasion. 
Lucy said, people, people, sorry. <laughs> Love it. All right, cool. Let's dive right in. Step one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stop after each section. We'll answer some questions. I'm looking at the q and I'm looking at the chat here. So if you want me to stop, if you have questions, we're going to, what we'll do is we'll break after each one of these steps. Because again, action-oriented. Like there's some things that you're going you're gonna to do here. It's not just about consuming. It's about becoming a producer with everything you do. Step number one, people. Identify your tribe. So why does it make sense for you to do that? Now, in CK, some of you are still CK right now. Some of you have been in CK. Others of you are in elite. Others of you are in gold. So you know the power of avatar. But here's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you, though. Before I do that, though, let's talk about why this is so important. I would say that a percentage of you right now have slowed down your results because you've lacked the clarity. You haven't taken the time to get super clear on who you serve. Now, here's the, here's the threat in our minds when we're trying to decide who do we serve. The threat in our minds, which is just a false belief, by the way, it's trying to keep us safe, but it's not doing that. It's actually putting us more in more danger because we're actually slowing down our path. But the fear in our mind, the irrational fear, I would say, is that if I choose this, I cannot get this. And so, so I don't lose this. I'm not going to go after this. Anybody feel that way? Type it in the chat. Here it is again. Here it is. And I'm going to tell you that that was me. I want to go this, but if I do that, I'm not getting this. So I'm making a decision to not lose this. And so the result is I'm not getting this. Scarcity. That's been my number one fear. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to, if I'm going to wave a magic wand, I don't have one here, but let me see. I'm going to use this, the Apple pencil. I broke my, my other uh, iPad. So this no longer works. This is Apple's game. So I'm going to use this. Here's my magic wand and boom, let's look here. Here's the magic fear gone. Make a choice and then know that it's not your forever choice. Just know that it's your right now choice. Love that, Esther. Chasing two rabbits, then you catch none. Yeah. So again, magic wand, choose one, but recognize in your mind that it's not your forever choice. It's your right now choice. So here's the deal is we forget that we're running our business. This is nobody else's business. It's our business. And so here's the deal. When I got into marketing, I realized, hmm, where do I, where can I make some, some traction as easily? All right, well, let's start serving with my marketing services. I had an agency at the time. Let's start serving financial professionals. So real estate, mortgage, all that stuff. Why? Because that's what I knew. I didn't quite love them, but I'm like, hey, I know enough to be able to let them know why they need my marketing help. So I started there, but it was not my forever choice. But here's the thing. This is, we're giving away this power. Again, we're spending time on the fear versus, no, I know I'm focused. I have faith in what I'm doing. I can pivot. I'm smart. I trust myself. But we are saying, I don't have any of that when we're applying our minds and our focus to the fear. Because what we focus on amplifies. What we focus on amplifies. Focus on the fear, it amplifies. It's a bigger giant. Actually, it was just this little thing. Bing, 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 bing. And then we made this, this huge thing, right? So I decided, okay, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to start with mortgage professionals because that's what I know. I came out of that industry. I've been in it nine years. Okay, cool. That's where I'm going to start. 
but then we don't give, we give away our power. So I want you to take it back. See, because you chose a niche of avatar, all that stuff, that doesn't mean that you're going exclusive. You're not married. You're just seriously dating. I wouldn't even say that, by the way, because I value relationships very much. So maybe that's a bad example, but you're not married. Just kind of seeing if, if it's a fit, right? And so what would happen is here, okay, my marketing, my messaging, the audiences I'm serving, real estate, mortgage, financial advisor, that kind of thing, right? So suddenly I get a referral and it's for a hospital that needs a site, big site, big project. Then I get another referral and that referral was a church. And then I get another referral and it's for a museum. And I'm like, wait a minute, but this is not quite fit. But guess what? I remember I'm building this on my terms. So why don't I scrutinize those opportunities instead of pushing them away? And so they come my way and I'm like, okay, you know what? Is this going to take my focus away from the avatar that I've chosen to commit to right now? No, I think I can, I can do this project. Like I didn't, I didn't have to do marketing for the hospital that just came as a result of a referral, as a result of all the other marketing I was doing, other people started noticing and coming at me, even though they didn't fit my profile. So is it true that if I select this, I won't have this? Mm -mm. Not true at all. Not true at all. Right. This makes it very easy. And I'll read to you the nine reasons why you have them here. So maybe you've read them already. But for me, if I select this, I can focus in, make it a lot easier for me to reach people on a consistent basis. But the results of my good work that I'm doing for people creates opportunities outside of there. So while my focus externally is I want this type of client, the outcome is they start coming to me from different places. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. I didn't have to turn them down. Who said you have to turn down the thing that doesn't exactly fit? So the question that I always ask is, is this going to take me away from my main thing? No? All right, cool. I'm game. Is this financially viable? Like, is this worth it for me? Or am I just taking, you know, 30 bucks to do this complex? App? Yeah, definitely not worth it. No, thank you. I don't entertain it. That's, that's definitely no. Well, what about 15000 mm, Okay. I can probably fit that in. Different conversation. But just because I said yes to the hospital doesn't mean, I guess, forget all the mortgage stuff. Now I'm a hospital guy. No, not at all. I'm not a hospital guy. You know, I don't even have an agency anymore. So you can still accept those things, even though your outward focus is on, on something. So for example, I'll give you a exa real life example. For me, super practical. I, I got a sweet tooth. So... I want to go get an ice cream. So let's say I'm walking on the street, not today. Let's say I'm walking on the street to the ice cream shop and then I run across a coffee shop and I'm like, hmm, that looks pretty good. I know I wanted the, the ice cream, but I'll accept the coffee. I'm good. I'm good with that. And so I do and I enjoy it and I'm not worried about the ice cream anymore, right? But what happens for us is we make these weird decisions about our, our business and our direction, all that stuff. And it's like, oh, I guess this thing isn't working with mortgage people. I guess this isn't working with busy professionals. I guess this isn't working because I'm a mindset coach. I guess it's not working. So I'm going to close down shop and, and now I'm going to shine shoes for a living. You just completely change into a whole other business versus let me tweak the things that weren't working. Let me tweak the things that could be a better opportunity for me, for me right? And so the choice here is... Let me make a right now decision 
And then once I start testing, validating, speeding things up, I can make a decision. Hey, you know what? It turns out I don't even like the agency. That was me. Rudy knows this because we've had those conversations. That was me. I had my agency. It started in 2010. I started my agency. I was looking, just turned 10 years old, that agency, in March 30th. It was called eMarketing Chicago. And I'm not, you know what? Most of my clients aren't even in Chicago. Let's change that. Okay, amplified results. Cool. And now I'm doing marketing service. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like getting behind that. I could build sites and funnels and campaigns and all this stuff. I, I'm missing out on the magic because I love coaching. I love teaching. I'm missing something that I had committed to this. All right, cool. So after a while, I started making money, but I decided, hey, my business, my terms, let me shift. That's when I started doing coaching and consulting. And then the fulfillment level was super high for me. Now, some of you are co doing the opposite, right? You're in coaching, you're in consulting. You're like, I'm really frustrated. They're not taking action. Let me just do it for them. And then you start and pivot because you've already tested enough to make the wise decision if it's time to change or not. And then you realize, hmm, I think I like this a little better. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.